You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hey everyone, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa. And we are the Soggy Bottom Girls. And it is Spice Week. It is Spice Week. This is on Netflix. It's Collection 6, Episode 5, FYI. Uh, this is their first ever Spice Week, isn't it? I think I so. I think so, yeah. Designated Spice. Um, I will, of course, be deferring to you because you're such a gingerbread maven. Ginger and cinnamon, I'm sure, are a huge part of your repertoire. Definitely. Yes, and not mine. And cardamom too. You you do cardamom from I have delved tab into tab. the cardamom, into the cardamom world. Yes, and I, I do enjoy it very much. It's funny that you know um they didn't really get into more savory spices because mm. you know they do some savory bakes. Mm-hmm. And I have recently gotten into like za'atar and garam masala, you know, like really strong spices. I think that might have been fun for them to maybe go that way for maybe the technical. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've I've made um, naan with za'atar on it. So maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Come on, uh, Great British Bake Off. Why aren't you listening to my suggestions? They still I'm waiting <laughs> I'm waiting and waiting for Paul to call me up and he still hasn't. And I'm mad about that. I, I can't believe it. I, I mean, know. that's I keep making his, keep making his bread and still nothing. No thanks <laughs> at all. As I, as I download his recipes for free off the internet, your books are too expensive, Paul. I can't do it. <laughs> Well, of course, the huge drama this week is that they announced right away, um, if you remember from last week, um, Terry had been sick, and so they opted not to send anyone home. So the big announcement is, just so you know, there'll be two people leaving the tent today. So I I think that that definitely had to cause a lot of pressure on people knowing they had a much higher chance of leaving. Um, you see it kind of like in Bryony feels a little tense. And I think Dan even says, well, all I have to do is just be safe. I just need to be safe. Like if I can just get through this weekend and I don't need to be the superstar, but I just can't be at the bottom either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Having to having, knowing that two are leaving would be a lot of pressure. Well, we start with the signature, which is a ginger cake. It has to be a family tea time size. Uh, I like this signature. Um, I like that a couple bakers pulled out the bonfire night ginger cake. I am fascinated by bonfire night. Like I want there to be something like that. I want there to be something celebrated in that way here. Of course, we have plenty of holidays. It's what is just- a bonfire night? It's that night when they celebrate, uh, they burn the, remember they burn like the dummy that's supposed to represent a a man in history. And now you put me on the spot and they make a big bonfire and then they always do a celebration. I think it happens in neighborhoods and things. So they're burning a bad bad man? 
<laughs> I'm not joking with you. Is that what they're doing? They're burning like, you know, Hitler or whatever. <laughs> it's not Hitler. I I assure you it's not Hitler. Um Okay. It's just a, a figure in history. Hold on. Now I have to look that up. And <laughs> when I'm looking, I'm I didn't prepared. know I didn't know that was a thing. I, I know Rahul made a bonfire night cake, but I thought that was just, you know, like the night he made a bonfire. I've had okay. a bonfire without a holiday. It, okay, now I'm remembering as okay. I read this. It's associated with the tradition of celebrating the failure of the guy whose name was Guy. <laughs> His actions on November 5th, um, I think he attempted to burn down Parliament or something. Um, okay. I'm just, I'm trying not to just read on to our podcast and try to use it in my own words. But so it commemorates that day. It's November 5th and it's used with big bonfires. And I feel like they make a big dummy. They were conspirators. Um, they were enraged at King James the first for refusing to grant greater religious tolerance to Catholics. They planned to blow up the house of parliament. Okay. I had that right. Wow. Um, during the opening of Parliament, intended to kill the king and members of Parliament in order to clear the way to reestablishing Catholic rule in England. And the plan failed um, when somebody betrayed them and Guy Fawkes. Okay, I've heard of Guy Fawkes. Yeah. So is it he, Guy Fawkes Day? Maybe. Okay, boy, we are bad at being fans of the British. We got to figure this out. He was convicted and executed, and then, but because he he celebrated. Okay, sorry, sorry, folks that are listening. Today, Guy Fox Day is celebrated in the United Kingdom and a number of countries that were formerly part of the British Empire, with parades, fireworks, bonfires, and food. Straw effigies of Fox are tossed on the bonfire. I feel like we talked about this another time. But I do not celebrate Bonfire Night or Guy, Guy Fox Day. Okay, so November Bonfire Night that, is Guy Fox Day. Yes. Sorry okay. for all that muddled mess That's to okay. get to the point where you can make like sort of a, a good cake. <laughs> a ginger cake for <laughs> well, Bonfire Night. We went down night. a whole different path. You know, sometimes <laughs> we talk about what we're going to talk about and we didn't even think about talking about Bonfire Night. And I am sorry about that. You know, me too. Uh, and maybe we could dedicate it in the fall. We could talk about bonfire night. More maybe you could come to my house and we could have but a bonfire. Karen makes one. Oh, that would be fun. And so does Robin. Karen. Yes. Hers is heavy on the alcohol. Too boozy. And yeah, and brandy. And she makes like a brandy Alexander cream cheese frosting. But I was going to say, and both of them make honeycomb yep. at the top, right? Mm -hmm. But Karen doesn't call it honeycomb in her little description. It was called cinder toffee. Yep. It's and the I same like, thing. What the heck? Yeah. And now I know. Mm -hmm. I also like that another word for honeycomb is hokey pokey. Really? That's going to be the way. <laughs> Fun. There were a lot, lot of synonyms, synonyms for honeycomb. You know, yeah. on this episode, I had to do so, so, so much Googling oh. with the, um, the mastic and the ma malab seed. And oh, um, right. 
I was, you know, Googling the um, cinder toffee and all that stuff. Yeah, lots of things I was extremely unfamiliar with in this episode. Hmm. Well, Karen's is a fail, but yeah. I think they liked Rahul's, didn't they? They did. They called him Little Genius. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That is where that came from, isn't it? Yep. Hey, did you um, have to Google what stem ginger was? I did. I I thought stem ginger was just like the ginger you can buy in the produce department. And it's it? not. Nope. Oh, what is stem ginger? Stem ginger is actually canned. It comes in a jar. It's um, preserved fresh young roots of the ginger plant. So it's completely different. Oh. from. I thought stem was just stem, but it's not. There you go. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it at a store and I've never used it, but I do like to use shout out to Aldi. Um, there's a ginger puree that comes in a tube. Ah, uh, yes. That That's, is yep. really nice in a cookie. Mm. Well, I have to say, of course, this is a season where I, my pick is Kim Joy all mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. And her her ginger cake was just, of course, beautiful, absolutely amazing. She's making a ginger cake with poached pears and she's got a caramel drizzle. And she's, of course, like making on the side miniature gingerbread house and just absolutely beautiful. And Thank God she was rewarded with a handshake. Yes, her tiny little house. Oh, it's, it is so cute. And that is in her cookbook that somebody sent me. Mm. That recipe. And you can see that a picture of that up close. It's just the sweetest, sweetest thing. I just love it. I just have to say, it seems like she's she's absolutely chuffed with herself in this episode. <laughs> I'm going to try to use that word in my go. Chuffed, you know, when they give her the compliment, her sweet little smile. I just, oh, I just mm-hmm. love her. A few bakers struggled with cooling their cakes. Yes. That was a little stressful. Dan had to make two times. Mm-hmm. He sure yes. did. And of course, then stacking it hot and all the buttercream. Yeah, and poor Terry. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. It was a mess. It was a mess Mm -hmm. it if you could know really what claggy was (laughs) his looked claggy if you know it was just kind of a hot mess literally and it they said it was too gluey it didn't have enough ginger it split it didn't stack well it it just yeah that was pretty bad Mm. You're better. Than I know. That, Terry. But what about Menno? What about Menno? What do you think? What I gotta look at my. Uh, oh, one of the best ginger cakes that Paul's ever had with a handshake. Well, yeah. she did like a meringue over it, and then mm-hmm. she torched it, which I thought was really interesting. Real and it was also interesting that she said she hadn't really practiced it much. Exactly. Did you yeah. catch that? Like she had, a, she'd had a busy week at work. And, you know, I was watching I thought this that was with my husband and he thinks that I should try something ginger and lemon, which I never have made that combination. What do you think of really? that? 
You yeah. really haven't? No. What What would I do? Oh, wow. I, I mean, ginger and lemon, that just seems bizarre to me. Really? Have you had something ginger and lemon? Well, I've had tea. <laughs> ginger, lemon, tea? Yeah. Oh, like in a bag? Yeah, like in a tea bag. Dude, I don't know. I've never had that. Well, what kind of ginger would you use? Would you use stemmed ginger? I don't or would know. You use your, oh, maybe your Aldi paste. Would Probably work the well. paste. Just like making an actual cake with maybe some curd in the middle. Yeah. That sounds nice. Don't you think that sounds oh, nice? That sounds really good. Yeah. Maybe I'll give that a go. I I always struggle with making like ginger flavored things for other people because I don't feel like it's super mainstream. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're making, like when I cook for my band, it seems like the more sugar you add, the happier they are, you know, or Uh if it's chocolate or just something more basic. And I, I just love spiced flavored things. I love ginger flavored things. I love cinnamon more than chocolate or more than vanilla. Uh And so, you know, to, to dedicate a whole cake to ginger and lemon, I think it's going to be a little bit of a gamble for me. That's sort of what I'm getting at. Well, I will say this. There's you who is, you know, a very great baker. You were really adept at the gingerbread as we've discussed and showcased and celebrated because you are, I mean, but besides you, I've never had someone bake and offer me something ginger. Never. Yeah. I don't know anybody that makes gingerbread. I don't know people that make ginger snaps like you do regularly. Things like just those types of basics that include ginger. I do not see that or know that at all in Mm -hmm. my, in my life. And so I don't, I think it is like more of a back burner, and I would be interested to try more ginger flavored things. And yeah, with that spice or with that heat, mm-hmm. I, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued. And I was interested to hear that um, Rahul said that ginger for him, like in India, is something that's always included in savory dishes rather yes. than sweet. And I do. I like to cook with ginger. I like to make, you know, Asian inspired food that has has ginger in it i think that always adds a lovely depth of flavor so yeah like a stir fry or something yeah where we put put it yeah for sure huh i bet you could find interesting versions of ginger ginger at the asian food store um you know besides the pickle ginger for (laughs) sushi and whatnot i bet you could find the stem there Maybe. maybe I'll have versions. to go hit my, uh, we have a place that is just called the Oriental Market and maybe I'll go hit it up today uh. because I'm completely out of water chestnuts. Oh, I love water chestnuts. Yes. Same. Well, you know, uh, oh, we should probably mention John who also does another science experiment with his little lemon gels that he does. Yeah. I have to say, I have to say, I'm not a fan of like glitter on food. It, I'm really I not. I feel like it's going to get stuck in my throat. Do you yeah. feel that way? Like it is kind me? of off-putting. It is off-putting. Unless it's like a white sanding sugar that mm-hmm. has a little sparkle to it for a cookie. That's one thing. But he makes this lemon 
what do you call them? Jellies or jellies? Yeah, or that's what he called them last time he made them. And they're just like these little spheres and he has them all over the top of the cake and they have edible glitter in them. And it just, I, it just looked like a kid's project. It doesn't, well, I mean, his whole cake was kind of messy and all over the place. It was, it was. and I, I felt like, you know, it wasn't that long ago that he made the, the spheres for the other project. And I thought, you know, yeah, we saw you do that technique. You're really going to do it again. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. Well, it was claggy to say the it, least. It was claggy. <laughs> it, it was not chuffed, Allison. He, he was, was not, not chuffed. <laughs> he was gutted. Yeah, and the uh, you know the gels were a bit of a faff, really. Yes, um, definitely a faff. The technical, nah, I this kind of. I think I'm making that noise about the technical because it was nothing I would ever want to eat. Nah. I guess it's okay. a middle Eastern inspired two types of cookies that I supposedly are traditionally eaten after Ramadan was what my takeaway was. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty basic or maybe I should say simple dough with ghee. Right. Yes. And they were given two types of molds and they have walnuts and dates and they have to make up the, actually it grows in orange waters too. Um, each one had requires some type of molding and yeah. Spice girl. Why don't you bring out the definitions? Cause I don't, Malab is that the spice that they, one of the spices they use? What I looked it up. Malab is the seed inside a cherry and they grind uh. it up. And so that it tastes of almonds and cherries at the same time. Oh. And then the mastique, or do they call it mastic or mastique? Mastic. I think I heard both. Um, is more like an anise flavor. So wow. yeah, that's pretty much what they would taste like. But can I just say that I think this word is overused and I think I've talked about it before satisfying things that are satisfying <laughs> to watch when yes. they took the the cookies out of the mold it was so satisfying it was lovely didn't you love it <laughs> probably because they were pretty perfect i they mean they were perfect yes yes and yes. they press it in and pop it out like ooh, it's so nice and then some of them lost the definition um yes because it was warm in there you know the warm butter would would lose its definition but yeah i just i liked watching those come out of the come out of the mold <laughs> i like that about you thanks they the second cookie required this sort of cute little tweezer that they kind of pinched around the top and made a cross of some sort on um and some of them were like amazingly neat i mm-hmm. mean just sort of factory looking uh, uniformity, I guess, is the best word. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for Terry. Poor Terry. Oh, and of course, uh, you know, Karen also. She mixed up the, the shapes. Did yeah. you notice? She mixed yeah. them up. She put the Ron filling in the Ron shape. Yep. That, and then, you know, they were to blend their own spices without 
measurements, which I thought would be kind of, I mean, especially when you're dealing with rose water. Absolutely. That was what I was paying attention to the most. When they said there's no measurements, I thought, oh, you could get this so wrong. I mean, the balance of flavors in it, if you didn't know exactly what you were looking for and you taste and taste and taste and taste, I I think it's just a setup for failure, especially like you said, with the rose water. As we know from watching this show, that is the probably the trickiest of all ingredients. Yeah. Because if you get a hint and you can taste it, they're happy. But if you put just a weensy bit in too much, oh, that tastes like shampoo. Right. You know, or lotion or whatever. And then if you say it's in there and they don't taste it, then you're you're damned for that as well. So it's just as a rule, that's that's an ingredient I would stay away from 100 percent. But in this case, they didn't have a choice. Have you stayed from Rosewater? Have you stayed away from Rosewater? Oh, yes. You have any? Have no. you ever? I think I bought rose water for my girls to spray on their faces once as they asked for it from Ulta or something. Sephora. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I I don't, I'm not interested in that kind of flavor. Sorry, but I'm not. I have some rose water. I have some rose water right now. I've had it for a very long time. And once in a while, I will try to smell it. And it is so unappetizing to me. It is just not my jam at all. Like it's really hard, even in a cookie or something sweet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't smell. It smells bathroom y. Yeah. To me. It's Rose not, to me will always be Grandma Kinter's lotion. Yeah. Yeah. My great grandma Kinter, that's she used rose milk. And that's that's what she smelled like. It smells like <laughs> old lady. It does. Oh, rose milk. Oh my gosh. Right? It's so funny. Those two words together haven't come together for me in a long time rose milk sounds really familiar from childhood wow and she would save the little containers for me to play with when i came to her house oh that's the empty containers we didn't have toys we just had empty containers (laughs) we're poor (laughs) y'all and unfortunately they smell like rose wow yep huh well there's eight bakers. I'm sorry. There's nine bakers, and Terry and Karen came in ninth yep. and eighth. Yeah. Uh, and Terry sort of expressed amazement that he didn't come at ninth, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Too bad, Terry, because eight <laughs> counts today too. And uh, Dan and Ruby came in second and first. Ruby, I think they really she really got her fillings right. She really got the right balance of spices and mm-hmm. they really enjoyed those. And I was happy for Dan. He definitely, since he just wants to be safe this week. Right. I'm sure he was relieved to get second based on, you know, his sliding signature. Absolutely. Probably saved him. Okay. So. Are we ready for the elephant in the room? Yeah. The drum roll for. Go. Another JTS. Another jump the shark. Jump the shark. Ugh. Um, showstopper. Now I will say this: this showstopper appealed to me as a craft, crafty person. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when you lay out the challenge and it requires so many cutouts, right? Yes. 
And then you see poor Dan with a glue gun making a structure in their limited time. Oh my gosh, should that feel stressful? And it wrong. And it really is wrong. Should that really be a part of this? No. Having to make fine, give them that little arm. Why don't you just give them the rings then too? You know? I know. I, and they had to cover the rings. You couldn't see the rings. Uh, so you know, they're making a giant circle of cookie and then putting hot isomalt or something on the inside and then putting another thing on top. It was it was the definition of a faff, Allison. It really, it really upset was. me. And yeah. not only that, I was like, you know, I can make the cookies. I can make the cookies and I can't make them look beautiful the way like Dan did. I was obsessed with his butterfly wings oh, oh my yeah. gosh yes so beautiful the wet on wet technique when he would drag it through gorgeous absolutely mm -hmm. gorgeous so i can't make him look like that but i think i could make you know enough decent cookies to put on a i almost swore chandelier <laughs> um <laughs> but to think ahead i gotta put a hole in every one of these uh. a hole and then I have to tie it with fish line or, mm -hmm. I mean, the ones that were tied with ribbon appealed to me more. Oh, did they? Even I like the way it looked with the ribbon and um, thinking about trying to tie fish line just absolutely stressed me out. Mm -hmm. And then I thought of poor Brienne, you know, Brienne, I'm saying it wrong, you know, with her differently abled hand. Was it harder for her to tie? Mm. You know, because it takes thumbs to tie. I should yeah. know I teach preschool. So yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. nobody can tie their shoes. So anyway, that bit of it really was just ridiculous to me. <laughs> Sorry, have I said enough? Uh, yeah, this is. Wow, you said it all, honestly, because it just it. Stress, 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 stress. And I'm surprised it yeah. didn't stress out more people or maybe they had to edit a lot of the stress out. They just but... got resigned to, I guess, this is what we're doing. So yeah. I might as well make the best of it, right? Yeah. Oh, and obviously man. they tried it at home and I guess I can do it. But the way that Paul was rationalizing it as such a wonderful challenge because, you know, so often it's things that we, we have to build from the from down, we're building it up. And this time it's... It's from up to down. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good reason to do this stupid challenge. Well, poor Terry, which we could probably uh, dedicate a whole episode to his failed chandelier. Yes. But, um, Bless his heart. I did not like how Paul, oh, I'm working backwards here. That's I right. did not like how Paul said to him, like, well, the, you know, did you finish? No. Well, this is a time management issue. I was like, no, it's not. It's a stupid, it, you know, things you have to worry about that are not about the baking or the, even the, you know, decorating of the cookie. Mm -hmm. I, I looked closer at Terry's. He made all those cutters and he, they looked homemade. I think, do you so. think he did that? Do you think he did all those cutters? Probably. They did not look commercially bought. And he's, given he's his a talented guy. Yeah. It seems like that would be something. Mm -hmm. Now, of course it was overly ambitious. He wants to, he wants to put into cookies or biscuits 
rather the 12 days of Christmas and all of those items. And it's, you know, about 6,000 pieces. It sure (laughs) feels like so many. Um, So he, of course, doesn't. And I mean, he literally says, oh, they're going to be, you know, nicely decorated. I don't think any of them were decorated because there was no flipping time. Nope. And it just looked preschool. It looked a horrible mess. I felt terrible for him because, you know, what we know is that he is artistic and talented. And I'm sure he hated putting that for like, yeah, this is what I got. I'm well, sure maybe if he had like, you pleasant. know, 12 more hours, he could have done a beautiful job, <sighs> you know, but I feel like the name of the game in this one was less is more when um, there were several who were like, I'm only doing 28 cookies and, you know, Kim Joy was one where she said, I'm, yeah. I'm doing a, a smaller amount. And she said, because I really want to decorate them. Yes, she knows yeah. her forte. I mean, obviously her forte is everything, but she's really, really good at decorating. Let me show off my decorating skills. I'm only going to make two dozen cookies. That's enough for a chandelier. Nobody said you right. had to make 150, Rahul, you know. <laughs> right. Right. And you know what? I did think less would have been more for him even yes i don't know that he needed to add that buttercream on no he's he's uh, you know he lays out his plan and his his theme is to celebrate uh this festival durga puja thank you um (laughs) of course i know what it was He makes 150 biscuits. He yes, makes he 150 did. biscuits. And he has the center cut out and has melted. So it looks like stained glass. Beautiful, lovely, fine. But then he, he on top of that, adds, you know, different buttercreams and stuff, which whatever. It was, it did come off as kind of messy. Um, but the stained glass effect was really neat. And he had a beautiful flavor. God bless him, you know. Uh Orange and cardamom. Yes. Mm-hmm. And did you notice that um, Kim Joy did the little middles too with the yes. snowflakes? She had the little yes. candy middles. I just thought that was very effective. Oh, her whole weekend. Them. Yeah. Just so lovely. And, and her, yeah. the way she did the drips down the side, you know, with the icing down the side to make yeah. it just a little bit more wintry. It was, oh. Perfection, Kim Joy. Good job. I will say that another one that was pretty perfect was Manol. She yes. chose an art deco theme that really was striking. Mm-hmm. And she just had a couple simple shapes, honestly, but that were very art deco. And they it totally read that way. I don't know. I really liked how hers how hers looked for sure. One more thing I had to look up there was the Tonka bean. Yes, please tell me, because I did hear well, that. There was a lot that was said about Tonka beans. But um, in a nutshell, it says that Tonka beans have a vanilla, caramel, and dark honey flavor. Vanilla, caramel, and dark honey flavor? Yeah. So that sounds right up my alley. That sounds delicious. Huh. Interesting. Well, she did a you good can buy job. I'm on Amazon. <laughs> oh, can you? Of course yep. you can. Yeah. Am I saying can you? Of, of course, course you, can. you can. Of course. Uh, who else did an interesting job? Well, Ruby makes Ruby makes a peacock. 
mm-hmm. that was that was pretty striking. Hers is cardamom and pistachio. She's got pretty simple shapes, but I guess the plan had been to sandwich her biscuits and that that doesn't happen. But, um, you know, I think it was a mixed bag. Like they said, there's not, not a strong enough pistachio flavor, um, but it was baked really well. And the fact that when she's like, your sister said, her, my sister said that you're a trained architect. You should be able to do this. I thought, yeah, you should be able to do that. <laughs> With no problems, but <laughs> go figure. Anyone else's that you liked? Any um, other chandeliers? Biscuity? I, I don't feel like we got to see Karen's very much, and they really didn't give her any comments except for it's big. You know, the girls are big or something like that. And we saw right. her dropping pieces right. of it. You know, I, I, wanted to get a, a better look at some of these and I don't feel like we got a, a good look at hers. I would but, say the same. But the butterflies, I, don't know about I had bringing... to go back to the butterflies of Dan's. Oh, Dan, Lovely. yeah. Even though his flavor was, you know, just basically icing right. was, the, was the flavor. I will say too, John's was horribly messy and looked like a kid project. His just did not come off. Yes. Just, I think... Just circle cuts with the letters of his name in the middle, and it was a sandwich biscuit, and and it was really, really, really sloppy and kind of sparse, honestly, compared yeah, to other people. Maybe he was trying Maybe to keep it simple and little jealous. <laughs> that would have been a good idea. Just add those at the end. Well, you know what they always say is, okay, if you're just going to be simple, then it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. We can kind of give you a little space if you're trying something really elaborate and it doesn't quite work out. But if you're doing simple and it doesn't work out, I mean, there's the fault. Agreed. Well, wrapping up, wrapping up and saying goodbye to two bakers. We're the two oldest in the tent. It was, it was Terry and Karen, but I kind of glossed over the star baker, which we both already knew it would be lovely, mm-hmm. lovely, totally Kim deserving Kim, Kim Joy. Yeah, and she was happy and not expecting it on Spice Week, but she, I think she knew that she had a really good shot. She had a good well, week. Obviously, based on the handshake situation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the double elimination was kind of sad, and I thought, honestly, Terry crying at the end was one of the sadder moments or just bittersweet where he's just so emotional, not even like, Oh, I don't deserve to go, but just sort of like, this is my life has been tough lately. And this really helped. And it's sad to go. Well, he was saying, you know, talked about his wife and how he lost his wife. And he just said, I mean, it's hard to even say he's like, when you're on your own, and then he just sort of trailed off. Like, I think what he was getting at was, I don't have anybody to ha- have this sorrow with, you know, right. because when you have someone, joy is doubled and sorrow is halved and he has mm. no one to, and that was just sad. But you know what? I will say that the double elimination, the fact that Terry and Karen were eliminated together I think it's it's nice that they had that to share. 
yeah. instead of being instead of being singled out, it was being doubled out. And drum roll, please. We happen to know that firsthand <laughs> because next week, everyone, you will get to listen to our interview with the Karen Wright, who actually talked to us a few weeks ago. And it was one of the best conversations I've ever had in my life. And I am in love with her. She's amazing. Wait for it. She's so cool. We talked about this a little bit beforehand and I cannot wait to hear Karen again. It was truly a moving experience and so thoughtful and enjoyable. And we're so happy to get to share this with our little audience next week. So please yes. tune in and meet our new best friend. We have Karen so many Wright. good friends. Karen yeah. And Wright. just as an aside, guys, if you know anyone who watches this show and guess what? Everybody does. Um, please tell them to listen to just that, just that episode with Karen, if they're not going to listen to all our other podcasts, because she is so inspiring especially Agreed. to women of a certain age. So please, yes. please tune in, tell some friends. Um, Cause we want to get the word out for Karen as well. Yes. And I think as we were, as I certainly was, you might be really surprised that she was not what I had anticipated yep. or expected at all. Yep. But until then, I think we're all done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.